0: Sized Apples podcast with Alex and David Two fans. Ain't nothing but a G thing, baby.
1: Two fans. T JK Two fans. We don't have T Mill on today. I'm sorry. I
0: didn't even think about how that just teased y'all.
2: So I was having this conversation uh, the other day, I think with my mom, because she was talking about how, how much football she watched this past weekend with the uh, divisional round. And I was telling her, and I'm curious for you, because I'm single right now, but this time of the year was always relatively tough scheduling wise because like to fit in time for the significant other for football the podcast work you know actual like life it's uh is it a difficult time for you like do, do have y'all or is it kind of like me understands because like in the past with some of my relationships it's like we we, we reached this weekend and it's it's tough but obviously y'all are married so i'm sure there's some form of like understanding or agreement Has there never been stress during this time of the year or how does that work
0: so what are you referring to? Are you referring to pretty much like the excessive amount of games? I have
2: to. Yeah. Imagine? Like, so like in previous relationships that I've been in, especially like, you know, post college, um, you know, Sundays, I, because especially in the past when we would do two or three episodes a week, like Sundays, I watched football all day. That's all I did because I we had to because there was so much. I had to take in all the content that we were going to talk about over the course of three hours that week. So there was times when like it would reach the 14th, 15th week and like it would just get exhausting for the girlfriend because I would be spending, you know, all that free time that she had and I had, you know, watching football on Sundays because just had to for the podcast and, you know, can't get on here sounding like a dummy. I have to watch it. So that's more what I'm referring to is like entering, you know, the playoffs and then like not having that time, you know, cause it, it gets to be a time crunch with everything. You know, it's an added layer of responsibility for us in a sense.
1: Um, At least
0: yes and no. Uh, cause I would say I, I mean, this is every Sunday almost. Mm-hmm. You know what
1: I mean? Um, I allotted the Sundays
0: as my time. Red yeah. zone, et cetera, et cetera. So, I mean, if anything, it kind of helps, like, this time of year because it's only two games.
2: Yeah. No, definitely. You I, know, This is when you reach the tail end.
0: And I just make sure, like to get stuff done beforehand.
2: Yeah. Depending on your husbandly duties.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I got my allotted duties. It's like, all right, I know the game starts at whatever time. Here's the allotted duties. And, um,
2: get it all done. Like yep. a kid doing his chores. That's awesome. I was just curious. Good. Yeah, it... We're not a, we're not a basketball podcast or a basketball focused podcast. Cause. Good God, that's a lot of games to watch.
0: Yeah, I mean, at this point, I feel like it's normal for me, but I'm just, I feel like from the outsider's perspective, like I guess Mia's perspective and whoever else, it's like, man, this dude, all I do is watch sports. Like, if, you know, you were talking about you texted me the other day, like, oh, it's a downtime right now. This is starting to downtime or whatever. And I was like, what you talking about, Willis? Like, there's still, you know, hockey starting to pop, basketball. Literally that night, you know, Joel put up 70. Yeah,
2: I found that Katie game.
0: put yeah. up like 40 something with the game winner. Uh, and whatnot. I think, uh, one of the clutchest things. Did I tell you about how I got league pass for free? I did. T- I did right.
2: Uh, yeah, a long time ago, but I don't remember. A few weeks. Yeah, yeah,
0: from DraftKings,
2: whatever. Oh, okay.
0: So it's been clutch because honestly, I don't like watch it, watch it too much. But say if I'm scrolling through the scores and I see that, you know, what the KD game winner? I think it was against. I want to say the Hawks. I don't know why, but I could be wrong on that. But I just saw that it was like fourth quarter score was tied. Like it was like the last minute of the game or whatever. And I was like, Oh, well, let me go ahead and tune into that. And I feel like that's the, the fun in it. Like you don't really have to yeah. sit there and watch the whole thing, but just like I do the same thing with hockey too. When it's like, Oh, I see it's uh getting towards the end of the third period, the score is tied. Oh, let me tune in to this because they're going to be playing hard, obviously, because it's like tight
1: game trying to pull out the dub.
2: Yeah, I I think it's it's – you can't really watch like a guy, that friend that was a Memphis Grizzlies fan that watched every Memphis Grizzlies game. But the thing is, is you kind of have to pop around or else you don't. You can't watch every game. It's impossible. Like it would be all of your time. So, because there's just too many. I mean, on what was this Monday night? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games. So you have to pop around. That's like the beauty of it. That's why I've debated getting the NFL version of it. The what what do they call it? Um Sunday field, ticket. Sunday ticket, where you can pop around and like you can have four games That's kind of what I've thought about, but I think red zone still does a good job for me. I still hold on to red zone. If they had a red zone for basketball, that'd be nuts.
0: That I don't understand why they don't, bro. Like, I would
2: yeah, be they, all
0: over that. Just, I mean, you would the,
2: you would think like they put together that with the betting. Like, come on, it'd be, it'd be and they could do it every night.
0: It's pretty cool because ESPN has on on the ESPN app they have the multi view as well. At least on the Apple yeah. TV. Yeah. And so it's kind of like when there's a NHL slate. No, better yet, when there's a Monday Night Football game and then some NHL. Yes, I want to watch. I could put that all on the same yeah. thing and YouTube just kind TV of. it does
2: the same thing, it's awesome.
0: And so um, yeah, it's it's
2: sorry did I break and... your train of thought. <laughs> yeah, no, it's cool. <laughs> um we're yeah, talking just... about the, the like red zone for basketball. Because I'm looking through the games and like I mean, every night would be unrealistic for just like the labor. Fortunately, like, you can't have like a Scott Hansen, you'd have to like change people or something. But if you did like Three or four nights a week, bro. Like,
0: like whenever there, there's like, because usually what happens is there, there's a when there's a huge slate, there's a huge slate, and then the next day, kind of like, obviously not everybody's gonna be playing back to back, so yeah, got a huge slate, and then the next day is usually like a little light, few games. So on those, you don't really need it, but on those big slates where it's ten, eight, nine, ten games why not
2: bro like a light slate for the nba dude i'm looking at it the lowest i see is like this coming sunday they've got five games and then on tuesday of this past week after the big night there was also five games like that's the lowest night you'll see is five games in one night so realistically it's like they really could do it every night Anyway, that's that's a different conversation. Let's talk football, dude. We got we got football. We'll get to basketball. Yeah.
0: Sorry, I got some distractions going on over here.
2: What's going on? What's going on? What are you yeah, what are you doing? You've been distracted. We're doing this.
0: Mia had to come in and get some stuff, which meant the dogs come in and just start wreaking havoc and going crazy. So um
2: Damn, that work-from-home life is rough. <laughs> Stupid.
1: Um,
0: so, football, NFL. Um, just to kind of briefly jizz through the previous round, a divisional round, oh, Texans smart. got stomped. What yeah. <laughs> Texans got stomped. Ravens are, are they are them
2: they are
0: ravens are them um
2: let's take a minute and talk about it what did you think of the game because i i watched, this is i watched this game intensely
0: <laughs> dude i mean what what can you say like the ravens are they're 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 just too good man we we were out we were outmatched, outclassed in every facet of the game i mean we couldn't... Their front seven yeah. dominated uh the Texans. Dominated. Yep. We didn't even sniff the red zone, bro. I, I realized towards the end of that game when it was, like, really said and done, it was like, damn, this shit's over, over. I was like, dude, we didn't even freaking get close to the red zone, bro. It's like... We were like Alex DeClair trying to score on a night out. Like, we were just
2: okay, right. not
0: even close, bro. Yep. Like, yep. no, I'm yep. kidding, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, that one. but it that's how stagnant our offense was. And I knew it was gonna first half, we kept it tied, and I was like, okay, if the offense could somehow find a way to get it together. Get some, we, we, we're good, we're in a good position. Nope, offense never got it together. So, that I knew eventually our defense was not going to be able to hold up mm. if our offense cannot sustain drives, um, mm. can't put some momentum together. And that's essentially what happened. Ravens came out with the ball in the second half and scored. Mm-hmm. and just never looked back um we weren't able defense did all they could in the first half uh, blitzing a majority of the time but that's not we all knew that wasn't going to be a sustaining thing um it wasn't meant to be a sustaining thing the problem is the offense couldn't keep the ball long enough for the defenses Blitzing and what D'Amico was trying to do on the fly, like for that to sustain long enough to win the game. Um, Their players were better than ours, straight up. And then, honestly, Bobby Slowick, bad day at the office. I thought the play calling wasn't great. Um, It was a little stubborn, in my opinion. Uh, You saw on the defensive side, you saw how D'Amico adjusted to you know that first couple drives he just started blitzing he was like you know what I'm just gonna blitz 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 I can't fault him for that ultimately it didn't work in the long run but I don't mind you trying something because you know what when I'm on playing on Madden and you know I'm getting chopped up somebody keeps moving the ball up and down I'm like well Shit. can't stop him with what I'm doing now let me try something different maybe throw him off or something I felt like Slowick didn't really do that uh, on the offensive side I just felt like kept trying the same thing uh no quick passes uh nothing to offset this dirty rushing that the Ravens D-line was doing um they didn't really even have to blitz that much they just sent four and cj stroud under pressure to the point where halfway through the game you could tell he he wasn't even under pressure but he still felt the pressure just because he got pressured so much
2: for the footsteps uh, yeah
0: yeah 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 kind of like a old max johnson at texas a&m yeah exactly uh, so yeah ravens just a much better team um we, we we're 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 not there yet um not even that we're not there yet. I just feel like I feel like we can compete with any other team in the league. Yes, that includes the 49ers.
1: I just think the Ravens are just they're they're
0: different. Hmm. They're elite.
2: You have come like. 720 degrees all the way around several times to Lamar Jackson because you were wound up with all kinds of hate for him not too long ago. So props to you for coming around to the light side because I saw it. Crazy that this past offseason there's all those GMs, like at least 20, I believe, they're like, yeah, no, we're good. Like, you know, I don't even want to talk to him. We're all right. Crazy. Now he's doing this.
1: All right. Also crazy what
0: uh, a change in offensive coordinator can do
2: seriously that is absolutely right um all right and the famous words of skip ellis is it my turn can i go yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh okay so i think you're you're like you're partially right i think I, I agree with a lot of what you said um especially the blitzing it wasn't it wasn't something that would be maintained throughout the whole game. And they were showing stats throughout the game that it was just abnormal for D'Amico to call that many blitzes. Like that was, I believe it was, you know, 60 plus percent of the plays at one point. And at that, they showed the stat that his average was around 30. So, I mean, close to double, I believe you can fact check me on that, but it was a abnormal amount more of uh blitzes called. So not sustainable dude couldn't run the ball. Like, just could not move the ball at all it was crazy, like running on the ground i think cj played fine like but when you can't when you take away that element of the game like it doesn't matter if you're tom brady cj stroud or max johnson like it's just going to be a it's going to be a bad time it's going to be tough so i think given the circumstances and the team that he played against i think he played well i think what killed us because going into half when we were tied at 10-10 i was thinking uh uh-oh because I know Harbaugh is going to go in there and make adjustments and they're going to come out and they're going to, they're going to dominate. I also thought we got the ball at the start of the second half. So I was excited when we got the ball at the end of the first half and we didn't convert, but it was like, I was really excited. I was thinking, okay, we put three more on them. We can actually go up three and then get the ball and then put up maybe three or seven at the turn of the half. We didn't get the ball at the second half. I don't know where I heard that from, but I showed up to the game a little bit late and so the first thing I heard, because I, w- I watched it at the bars, and when I was walking, I could hear Ravens have the ball. It was about when it you know started, so I just figured, like, oh, okay, we get the ball. Anyway, going into half, we had three penalties all of last week against the Browns. I think going into half, we had nine, seven or nine. The pre-snap penalties were atrocious. Unbelievable. And I'm not, I'm not even going to attribute it. I, I don't know if it's nerves. I don't know if it's the environment. I don't know if it's what it, what it is, the moment. Um, but the pre-snap penalties crushed us in the first half. I think we were fine. I think ultimately the Ravens were a better team and they were going to win. But I, I was talking to one of the bouncers when we were moving bars, and he said he got the Ravens at 14 points. And I was sitting there like, 14 points? It was like nine to me is a lot. And this was in the first half and i'm watching all these pre-snap penalties happen i'm watching us hurt ourselves and we're still tied and so we go into half i'm like "Uh oh we got to make adjustments like somebody in like you're saying i agree with you offense just never really made adjustments like the running game was not working their front seven was dominating us and the penalties dude the penalties just kept stacking up i don't know what we ended at but it was not good i can i can actually take a look here and see how many penalties we had but it was uh 11, we ended with 11 penalties. So I believe we had seven going into half. They had three, three, by the way.
0: That was another killer. Um, I don't know how I forgot about that, but... Yeah,
2: I'm glad you forgot about it.
0: (laughs) The (laughs) the pre-snap penalties, bro. Yes. That was
1: horrible. I mean,
0: I don't know. O-line was shook. That's all I know, Um, which sucks and it sucks to lose like that yeah i was sad for a
2: little while um i wasn't sad because i'm not gonna say it was a foregone conclusion but it was one of those things where i was going into the game saying like i'm confident we have the ability to win but if i'm a betting man which i'm not typically but if i am a betting man that day like i'm not betting on him to win because it's just like you were saying it's just you know, bar for bar, player for player, roster spot for roster spot. A but you would, have
0: taken, you would have taken them the 10 points, though, like me. You would have taken the Texas. You're like, no way the yeah, Texas get beat
2: exactly. by more than 10 and points. That, and that's like, why I think, like, if you go into half and you have – I mean, they ended with 38 rushing yards. I can't imagine they had probably more than 20 in the first half. Like, that would be incredible if they had more than 20. So, if you go in knowing that and you go in tied – to this team that is clearly like i'm just saying roster spot for roster spot a better team like it is just more experienced you know everything <laughs> more skilled whatever you want to say you got to know you got to make adjustments because the other side's gonna make adjustments and there just was none and you witnessed it in the second half because we we laid a goose egg in the second half didn't score a single point and to go back to what you were saying we didn't even snap the ball one time within their 25 yard line which is incredible on their end for on their side for defense but for us it's like i just don't think that's excusable because there's got to be adjustments to make that happen like you 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 got to make that happen you know especially with how well the offense was run all season and what we witnessed last week and you know the potential cj has It's like it's not excusable to me that you don't take a single snap within their twenty-five yard line, and I'm willing to give them give the Ravens defense credit, but that doesn't mean we we should have taken at least one, dude, at least one.
0: (laughs) And also, as a Texans fan, I am absolutely tired of getting obliterated in the divisional round. Like every time we we can't just get to the divisional round and be. It's one thing to lose, like and go out on your shield every time we make it the divisional round we get our asses kicked like okay. it's not even competitive and that is so annoying even I'm this a- year i don't care that we weren't even supposed to be this good this year like we're still there you're still you still got a game to play you know what i mean you still got to compete dude, you still want to be better than the, the man they opposite showed up
2: like they played dude like they went into half tied with seven pre-snap or seven penalties bro we didn't we
0: the defense played and even then it was kind of like uh honestly the ravens were first half was just rust like it was just them kind of like okay this we're getting back into this we haven't played in like three weeks second half when they came out that's when they just said all right we we got the rust out let's go kick some ass boom
2: No, I'm, i'm with you i I don't disagree with that. And I, like I've said, I think it is a foregone conclusion. The Texans were going to lose. Like they were just a better team. Like the Ravens are just a better team. It is, it is what it is. But I think you like talking about how we always, always make it to the divisional round and then, like get blown out. It's like, I I'm viewing this era of the Texans as a completely different era than the JJ Watt, Brian Cushing, that whole, basically the whole history of the Texans, because to me, this this player cj stroud is the texans at this point like it is like that that's what he is and he will elevate this team i think to a different level that no other player in franchise history has been able to do so i'm not saying like getting to the divisional round and saying like they were content or they have some it's like they went out and played dude like they didn't they didn't play well but they also played against a far superior opponent that you're saying it's going to be essentially a cakewalk a cakewalk to the super bowl it sounds like because there's nobody on their level so yeah the team that was predicted to have four or five wins this year you know didn't didn't do so well in the divisional round against the number one seed and arguably best team in the in the, in the league yeah i'm not holding that against them that's just to me that's silly it's nfl bro. come on you, that's silly any
0: given sunday
2: any given sunday but at a certain point it's like
0: it was a saturday yeah not, no but also it's um,
2: fun moving on
0: so uh Packers 49ers a little bit more of what I expected how the Texans and Ravens game to go um very close game uh, Jordan Love cracked me up at the end with this Brett Favre-esque uh interception to for 49ers yep. to seal the game up I don't know what he was doing cross, on the run cross body I'm just like bro come on that's the number one, literally the number one sin as a quarterback. And yeah. oh, when you need it the most, you do that. That's hilarious. Uh, four ers looked a little me, me. Um, but ultimately got it done. They pulled out a dub. That's all that really matters every Sunday as long as you pull out a dub. Yeah. You don't got to come out and look like the Ravens every week. You just got to pull out a dub and that's it. And yeah, if you win another week. Live to play another week. And so uh forty niners did that. Packers had a good run as well. I mean, uh, Jordan Love is gonna be it's gonna be crazy good. Um, I think I heard them talking about I saw some report. It could have been uh could have got ball sacked or something, but um <laughs> this off season Packers are looking to make him one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the league. So Kudos to him. Um,
2: he deserves he's got a he's got a new fan in me, that's for sure.
0: Yeah. S- solid, solid. Um 49ers. I mean, it's it's one of those uh they're just too good, man. Uh like their talent level is too high. Um kind of curious how long if Debo's gonna be out for an extended period of time, or is he if he's going to be ready to go next week against um, the Detroit Lions. Uh, before I move on, do you have anything on that uh, Green Bay, San No, Francisco?
2: it's just really like, I i mean, Jordan Love's got a new fan in me. Uh, Aaron Jones is no scrub, and yeah, I'd, that's all I got.
0: Copy.
1: Copy that. So we had
0: Tampa Bay versus Detroit. You guys now know, Detroit beat Tampa Bay thirty-one, twenty-three. Um
1: solid game. Lions looked like this weekend,
0: this past divisional round, if I had to make like a list of like most impressive uh looking teams and whatnot, um, one is obviously the Ravens, but I would say two is The Lions, like they look, pretty damn good. They look to be firing on all cylinders. Even I know some people want to say it's just the Buccaneers and Casuals want to say, "Oh, it's Baker." Dude, Baker, Baker played one hell of a game. He played very well. Um,
1: It, it,
0: it. I mean, going into it, you got to think about it. It was probably going, getting towards the end of the third quarter. They were more than halfway through the third quarter. It was the, t- the score was still 10-10. Tie game, 10-10. And somehow, <laughs> a wild quarter and a half later, 31-23 is the final score, which I, I was literally, I took the over 49-and-a-half, and I thought it was chalked. I was like, I already threw in the towel. I was like, man, this is over. Damn it, David. You do it. You done did it again. And next thing you know, it was like, touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. Oh, okay. But um, I don't even fault Baker on that final interception because that was just uh, Barnes. Scott Barnes, I think that's his name. Uh, the linebacker from Detroit just made an excellent play. Um, looking like, for a second, looking like uh, he was going to, you know, pop into a zone, but then... Very quickly turned around, went to man to man, turned turned his head around, psh, snagged that ball. Um
2: very athletic.
0: Yeah, very 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 good. You know, very very impressive for a linebacker.
2: I mean, by now you know and the two fans know I'm pretty I mean, I'm on the Detroit Lions bandwagon at this point. Like I've been on it for several weeks now. Uh you know Dan Motor City Dan Campbell MCDC Yeah, I was going to say MCDC. <laughs> that's my dude, bro. I love that guy. So I don't I don't I mean they played great. Um you know the looking back on it having David Montgomery play a majority of the snaps in the beginning of the season um that's looking pretty good right now cuz Jameer Gibbs is is fresh. And you got to keep in mind with these rookies uh, people forget, but coming out of college, playing into bowl season, going into, you know, off-season training, preparing for the draft, getting drafted, uh, camp, and then you have the preseason and regular season. It's like pretty non-stop football for two years. It's, it's really tough. A lot of players talk about it, how their second year, when they come back, they're, you know, healthy and rejuvenated. So really smart move by Detroit to kind of unleash Jameer Gibbs, uh, I guess take off all of his restraints or whatever you would say. Um, towards the end of the season. And he's been fucking tearing it up, dude. I love it. Sadly during the fantasy season, though. That would have been nice. <laughs> I,
0: I just think it's, uh, regardless, him, Montgomery, and Gibbs make an excellent one-two punch. I mean, yeah. they're just...
2: They complement each other extremely well.
0: Yeah, they really do, because they're two totally... They yeah. just run the ball differently. Very. Um, But very, very effectively in their own ways. Um. And I'll go as far as to say you don't really have to. It's not like you can't run Jameer Gibbs in between the tackles. You know, no, you, you still, absolutely can. You, he you still can. Yeah. You know, he played so you game. can still run the same plays. You're just going to yeah. get a little bit different results. Now, yeah. I will say if it's like in the goal line, one, two, three yard line, I'm giving it to Montgomery 100% of the time. Yeah. He just he just somehow finds his way into. Okay,
2: he's got a he's got a nose for the for the end zone, bro. That's what they said. And I think
0: the Lions were smart in utilizing Gibbs a good amount in this game because when the Bucks and Lions faced earlier in the year, Gibbs was out. Yeah. So they they didn't see Gibbs. Mm. So I, I I I'm really big into that too. If if like yeah. essentially the same thing with the Texans and Browns game, Browns didn't. CJ was out. They didn't see CJ Stroud. I bet you that wild card game would have went totally different if they would have saw CJ Stroud that first time. Absolutely. Because then That's you cool. see it up front and personal. Oh, you're like, oh.
2: And you they, got film.
0: Yeah. Not even. It, it, it's more of just like I've seen.
2: Yeah, yeah. you, the you
0: I've seen what you can do. Like, in, you know, when it comes to UFC and stuff, it's like. I know how hard you hit. I know what your hits are going to feel like and what this same aspect. And um, so I think that was very, he, that was very smart of the lines to do. Yeah. And so Yeah. I,
2: I, Just give me. I mean, what, what I was kind of getting at is essentially that like I, I, I see now their plan, their long-term plan. It goes, it goes really into praising MCDC because he was the guy that, you know, bite your kneecaps off and very just like rusty, you know, kind of guy, it seemed like, but really intelligent, like when it comes to football operations, like just spent some time around Sean Payton and really knows his stuff. And I think kind of limiting Jameer Gibbs earlier this season and now unleashing him and having the one, two punches is perfect because they do run two completely different styles, two different ways. Uh, So it works out really well, but I won't talk too much about them because I think, I mean, they're, we'll talk about them in the, in the preview for the, the 49ers game but the bucks um you know we've talked about mike evans being a free agent or he's he's available you know this this offseason that's that's neat he put up 147 which is cool you know always love to see the aggie do well but i'm more interested in your opinion on this baker mayfield i feel like he was one of these guys that was kind of on his way out of the nfl i think this year he played himself back in uh to actually having a full career you know health provides Um provided Uh, I think I think this year really kind of reset the course for him what do you think
1: I think um if I'm the Bucks if I'm able to re-sign Mike Evans I
0: I need to re-sign Baker uh, Baker Mayfield um he 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 is so solid, but at the same time, I do feel like he does need the appropriate weapons around him. He can't, you can't just throw him out there with Joe Schmo. You can't put him on the Panthers and expect him to elevate. You remember Uh, when
2: they had him running scout team like DN? Do you remember that picture of him with his his hand in the ground? You didn't see that? mm -mm. There was a time that the Panthers had Baker Mayfield. And I guess through kind of the nonsense of not playing him, like tanking, trying to get uh, Bryce Young, and then also you know, trying to trade him but not have him get injured, kind of like a Russell Wilson, I guess, scenario. Um, There's a photo that came out of him playing uh, defensive, on the defensive line. Uh, in a, it was actually a video, like a short video of him just kind of getting off the ground, but he was in a three-point stance. It was hilarious. That was not too long ago, man, and he's in the, he was in the playoffs, gave the Detroit Lions a good fight.
0: It's just he, He's a guy you want on your side. He's just a dog. He's and, got
2: um, he's got some swag to him, dude. He's got like this I don't know, this kind of, yeah, this swag to him, I like.
0: And, and I think that Tampa Bay was the perfect situation for him. Mm-hmm. Um like I said, he's not a guy that could come in when you don't have any weapons and just make everybody better, elevate everybody. No, I mean, he's not he's not that guy. But as we saw this past year with Tampa Bay, you get the right you have the right people around him. You got solid defense and whatnot. He he is QB. He's QB one, bro. Like, and the thing is, in the playoffs too, he's not. He doesn't shy away in the playoffs. He he, 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 he played pretty damn well in that Lions game. Um, the Lions just couldn't stop scoring the ball. Yeah, and. Yeah, you know, I I'm trying to think of right now some teams that other teams other than Tampa Bay that Mayfield can I feel like he can thrive in. Another one I think of the first one I thought of was New Orleans. I feel like New Orleans is the Saints is a I, I think Number Baker size. could give you better production than Derek Carr, in my opinion.
2: Um based on what we saw this season, yeah, I would I would agree. But I don't know all the you know, coordinators and coaching and things like that in New Orleans. So that could have a big impact. Because I think that, you know, when you were going on what you were just saying, I'm, I was kind of thinking, you know, this is Tampa is the house that that Tampa Tomp, Brady built. He built that house. He built that team. They won a Super Bowl. And so now Baker lives in that house and he's just trying to keep it from burning down. He's doing a pretty good job right now. But like you still have a lot of the Super Bowl pieces there. And so you got to think a team that's like, was on the Christian almost like if if Matthew Stafford was to just retire or leave like that would be another good situation a team that came off of Super Bowl still has the pieces like the culture is still intact. Because right now they're like campus at a point that they really could dive straight into the tank phase and blow up the culture and like just restart or they're kind of like riding this out right now like this. There's still a lot of pieces from the Super Bowl there. So that's what i'm thinking but i think baker definitely played himself back into the nfl career wise i think he'll have as long as his health provides i think he'll he'll be in it for the long haul
0: he was with the rams towards the end of last year i understand
2: and that's why i mean like i but i was just looking at the pieces again and the history of like when they were in the super bowl and you know if they won the super bowl or the pieces you know things like that so i think that would be another system that he'd fit well in because that was where he really revived his career he went from the panthers to the rams kind of played backup Sean McVay like reboosted his ego and then he had that opportunity at Tampa and who was the quarterback before him at Tampa like who like Tom left and then who was the guy was there a guy in between no No. oh okay well then perfect yeah perfect scenario you inherited Tom Brady's house dude that's awesome (laughs) that's the perfect scenario to be in Matt Brown screwed it up somehow
0: (laughs) um
1: so that leads us to the last game. Chiefs versus the Bills.
0: And um Yeah. Patty Mahomes does it again. Josh Allen. Not not the typical playoff Josh Allen. Played well. Although although that fumble he did have at the end on that last drive that ended up somehow just butterfingered through half of the Chiefs defense. And Kincaid ended up recovering it. That uh-huh. could have changed the whole Trust me, if Chiefs recover that fumble, this is a different narrative we're talking about today. Because that is a potential drive to win the game. And nobody's talking about Bass and his missed field goal or whatever. They're talking about Josh Allen and how he fail, he always comes up short in the big moment. And Kansas City Chiefs Butterfingers saved him from that. So now it's now it's on Bass because he missed that field goal um but also, the thing was the chiefs the chiefs were going to win that game um there were so many especially at the end the the, the game shouldn't have been as close as it was with freaking hardman bro hardman fumbling the freaking i don't know how many times NFL like you have to tell NFL players like hey you know Certain situation, you you got to know when to reach the ball out in certain situa- situations for the goal line and when not to, bro. Like, I I just I don't know. I'm I'm not a player, so I, I mean I'm just over here Monday Monday morning quarterback. But I think the Chiefs, you know, they should do themselves a favor, like today tonight. Go ahead, get rid of Tony McCole Hardman because they are just. They don't add anything to your team. They just suck the life out of your team. So you had that fum. You had his fumble went out of the end zone, touchback. Josh Allen's fumble. That you know, if they didn't go to Chiefs defense, didn't go to the movies last the night before, you know that would have been a scoop and score.
2: Um, I mean, it was you know. Frigid cold there, and they did have to, you know, clean out the stadium for the snow. So I'll give them, you know, some credit. But you're right; they did have some butterfingers.
0: But ultimately, uh, the thing was, once the Chiefs' defense towards the end of the game was able to stop the Bills' uh, running game, it, I mean, Bills were kind of chalked from there. And last thing I'll say is that it's crazy to me to notice. How insignificant Stefan Diggs is in in the in the bill's offense like t- towards the end of the year ever since Joe Brady took over, I feel like yes, you know Josh Allen is a little bit more efficient and whatnot, but damn, poor Stephon Diggs because he is not he is not involved in the offense at all, so much so I would say if I were the bills just. Trade him, bro. Trade him because you don't – the way the offense runs right
1: now, you don't need him. You really don't.
2: Um, Damn, bro, but you yeah, are it's... not wrong. That's crazy. He had two 100-yard-plus games. It was the first two – sorry, not the first two games of the season. I missed the London game. So he had five 100-yard-plus games, but they were all before October 15th. Really, before October 15th, he only had one game that wasn't over 100 yards. And then after October 15th, highest he had is 87 against Miami in the last week. That, I, that is an interesting point. I did not think about that. Because he was a stud. Like, he was the guy. And I, he is still the guy. But, yeah, it's he's year not. 21. I mean, talent-wise,
0: talent wise, yes. But as far yes. as his role in the Bills offense, he is not. Yeah, that's weird. The guy, and it, I, I don't know. Ever since, like I said, ever since Joe Brady took over, it's it, the offense literally went from you saw Stefan Digg, Steph, Diggs getting the ball almost every other play he's touching yeah. the ball to man, you don't hear this man's name anymore. Like, you, you, you're like, oh, there would be certain times you'd be like, oh, I forgot Stefan Diggs was on this team. Thought he was hurt or something, because I, I hadn't heard his name in a while. He hasn't gotten the ball in a while. You just hear Josh Allen, James Cook, Kickade. Shit, you hear Gabe Davis more, and he's injured.
2: This is crazy seeing the target share, or at least the targets he got, you know, over the course, and you're absolutely right. I mean, he had a few um, since October 26th, he had two games with over 10 targets. And that was uh, Kansas City. He had 11. He caught four of them. And Philadelphia, with their back to back weeks, also 11. He caught six of them. Other than that, it was eight, seven, five. Yeah, that's it. That's wild. I, great point. I, I didn't think to look at that. That's uh, something I didn't realize because I'm not ready. I'm not, I picked the Bills to win this game and they did not. And I picked them because I said eventually, like Josh Allen has to, like, beat this demon like he has to get over this hump so to speak and that was kind of the conversation I think he played well I don't think it was necessarily his fault I think you know Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes <laughs> like we we forget like we take we don't I don't I think we we discredit Allen but we don't like also mention the fact that it's like yeah he's playing against Patrick Mahomes also and like this Kansas City Chiefs team has won multiple Super Bowls so like what what do we so I'm not ready to like totally throw the blame on him. I'm not going to. Um, but yeah, this, this is something that in the future, like I said on last, week, last week's episode, the Chiefs beat the Bills. Like in the future, I'm going to have to pick the Chiefs because like this to me was the game that if you're going to win one, this is the one you're going to win. It's at home. Mahomes' first road playoff game. Like this is going to be the one. And he didn't. So in the future, it's, it's, it's Chiefs, bro. Who's your daddy?
0: I'm almost I almost feel bad for Josh Allen. Um this man probably ain't ever gonna win an MVP. Cause like as great as Josh Allen is and how much how much people want to talk about how great he is, there's like you said, Patrick Mahomes. Patrick drastic. Mahomes owns Josh Allen. Like I don't care what anybody says. As long as they stay on their teams, like Yeah. Mahomes is Josh Allen's
2: daddy. Yeah. Lamar.
0: At least at least like you got Joe Burrow who was able to beat the Chiefs to get to the Super Bowl that one year. I mean that 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 that's it. That's all you need. Once if once Lamar and the Ravens beat the Chiefs this upcoming week, I mean he are boom. Like Josh Allen, you were just like all that God given talent, but Patty Mahomes. Joe Burrow uh, Lamar Jackson. I mean, you got C.J. Stroud up here in the wings. He's ready. He's coming out. He's coming.: um,
2: But he's in that conversation. Like the thing is is like, your point is that it's unfortunate that he has all this talent and he's stuck in the middle of this conversation. but that's just kind of like how it's always been. Like when you go through all the eras of quarterbacks, there's always a group of four or five of them that are just legendary quarterbacks. And if you're one of those four or five, you're lucky to be, but also it's it's pressure is a privilege, bro. Like you're you're in that spot for a reason. So I don't hold it against him. I think he's one of the greats in the game right now. And I think eventually he'll he'll win. But I mean, like I said last he's week, not. It, was, it was gonna That's be the thing.
0: Cause cool. Mahomes is him and Mahomes came in at the same time.
2: Yeah, but you have to understand, like, injuries, you know, team, like, it, it, things happen, bro. Like, injuries or teams falling apart, like you a piece leaves. You know, you, there's a million variables that can happen in a year. Any given I mean, Sunday, like you say, any given Sunday.
0: Chiefs have lost a lot of pieces, but, yeah, he still keeps owning Josh Allen, bro. <laughs>
2: Dude, I'm not ready to, like, condemn this. What is he, like, 26 years old, like, 27 years old? Like, this guy to say he's never going to win a Super Bowl or an MVP, bro. Come on. This guy, like, come on. If Aaron Rodgers can win MVPs when he's like thirty six and thirty seven years old, back like, to back, like this guy,
0: oh MVP dude, point in his shit! Career. That there, thank you for naming another one. Even though he's kind of like on the tail end of his career, that's another one. As long as Aaron Rodgers is in the league, if he could stay healthy, you know, can he beat Aaron Rodgers? You know what I mean? <laughs> now that Aaron Rodgers is in the AFC,
2: it, I mean,
0: the the, not- the thing is, I'm saying I'm saying this because we're not talking about right now. I'm talking about like ten years from now when we yep. look back yeah josh allen for all the great talent he has he's just gonna be he's gonna end up being oh like oh yeah you all remember josh allen oh yeah but we're gonna be talking about patrick Mahomes. we're gonna be talking about lamar jackson we're gonna be talking about joe burrow those guys like sure etch those guys in history but josh allen you're really gonna have to think about like oh yeah y'all remember josh allen man yeah you you're like you're
2: putting him in like the philip rivers category and i'm not ready to put him there like that's not to me that's not josh allen josh allen is better than philip rivers but
0: he is better than philip rivers but
2: i i here here's the explanation you have an entire gatorade like igloo deal full of haterade that you are drinking right now you're just like spout to your mouth just chugging it nonstop. i'm over here like taking little shots of hater raid of josh allen like i'm not there i'm not there yet but i this past weekend you know brought the shot to me i wasn't drinking any hater raid before this past weekend but now i'm ready to look at and go okay dude like three times really like come on this is ridiculous the reason
0: the reason is is because you're you're seeing his talents and his ability and you're like you know what? eventually, and and I understand it's like eventually, you know, you will break through. You will have your eventually. moments like you're 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 still young and whatnot. But that's not how I'm, I'm seeing it as if, for what it is, which is he's been in the league for about five now years. Yeah. and it and we've been seeing a lot of the same things. I mean, he has gotten better over the years, but as far as just, breaking through and having like you know beating the Chiefs and like there's just things like when you look at a Joe Burrow Joe Shiesty there are intangibles that Joe Burrow has that just he excels in those big situations and Josh Allen just does not have that and I really don't think he could keep getting better as far as the talent wise. I just don't think he will ever get it anytime soon, at least soon enough for him to be, still be in his prime and whatnot. Now Lamar, that's why you talk about Lamar and the Ravens. Lamar actually got it together in a very short amount of time Mm -hmm. uh, to where he now has fully realized How to best use his capabilities. And. I mean. If you think about it. Imagine if he had a wide receiver one. It would be game. Game over bro. He doesn't even really. I mean. Zay Flowers is good. And you got Odell Beckham. Who's like. I mean he's OBJ. Um,
2: You're ridiculous.
0: But. I mean. Mark Andrews is his. Wide receiver one. Essentially. And. This man is doing the thing. Speaking of the Ravens, AFC Championship game, Chiefs Ravens. I'm going Ravens by a milli.
2: Mm. A milli. Ravens are favored by three. Uh, they're playing at home, I believe. Like betting odds, that's like that's basically an even game, right? Like
0: it's essentially, yeah.
2: Yeah, it's either two or three points. I I'm forget. I'm smashing that. Um. Yeah, I mean, give me Baltimore because the Super Bowl logo is purple also, uh, because this team is disgustingly good. And I I'm not sure there's anybody in the league besides the 49ers that can beat them. I mean, maybe the Lions, but not the Chiefs. Not this year. This is yeah. You beat Josh Allen, like that was also I saw like a photo and I I love the script writing stuff. I saw a photo and it was like a, com- a combo of the last like three or four years in the playoffs. Going back to 2020, like whenever the Chiefs, you know, whenever the Bills lose to the Chiefs or whatever, you, you saw that one. It was like the next yeah. week. Whoever
0: the, the Bills game. lose to the play in, in the playoffs, the, that team yeah. ends up losing in the next round.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So that combined with the logo. Also, I'm just joking around. It's the Baltimore Ravens by a million. Hammer that.
0: Hammer that shit. Cause, I mean, just, I mean, step aside from freaking, uh, what's his name? Lamar Jackson. That defense. Nasty. Duds. Nasty. All around. I don't know what the hell. And Chiefs O-line is sus. Very fucking sus. And I don't know. Mahomes is going to be have to scramble for his damn life um, all game long. And he can only do that for so long. And yeah, and you saw in that second half, the Ravens are clicking right now. They are clicking. Which is very dangerous. So Ravens by a Billy. Um, NFC side, you got the Lions versus the 49ers. I'm gonna let you go first on your take.
2: Um so similar to the Texans. Uh, similar to the Aggies in a lot of cases, I'm just gonna ride this bandwagon until it crashes and burns. So I'm picking the Detroit Lions. Um, I think the Debo Samuel variable is a huge one. I think if he comes back, uh, that's obviously if he's if he's anywhere close to you know 100 percent, uh, that's obviously a, a massive problem for the Lions. But I trust this defense. Um, I trust. I really trust the coordinators on this teams, on on this team. Um, I think they're doing a great job. Uh and I'm kind of like at the point where I trust Jared Goff like a little bit. Really, I trust the running back room, but Jared Goff is coming around to me. Like he's still not there yet, but he's coming around. Like I, I don't think he'll be the reason they lose this game. So we'll see. We'll see. If it's gonna be anything, it's gonna be similar to the Ravens and the Texans, where it's just it's just too much. Like the 49ers are just too much. Hold but on, I'm pep- still riding with the Lions.
0: Dun, 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 dun. I guess neither of us have checked our phones the past five minutes. I was about to see what the spread was, but Chargers hiring Jim Harbaugh as their did, coach. Uh, yeah. Man. That's
1: uh, I mean. Wow. Not surprised. Um that was the favorite, and I feel like.
0: Jim Harbaugh is kind of what the Chargers need. Um, I thought he was the best. That was like an excellent fit. And uh, the only the only problem is that AFC West is just it just keeps stacking up, man. That honestly, the most impressive thing about this Chiefs Mahomes run is that they keep just coming out on top of the AFC West. I mean, granted, hindsight's always twenty twenty. but you look at these teams, you look at the Chargers, the Broncos with Russ and Sean Payton, and then, you know, for a little bit, it looked like the Raiders were getting some, getting a little some-some done, but, I mean, good hire by the Chargers, I like it, um... Real quick, before we go on to that, just because I was just so thrown off. I was like, what? You know, what? <laughs> um, I want to pick the Lions as well because I just feel like they're hot right now. Whereas Kyle Shanahan teams in these situations can be a little,
1: eh, meh,
0: a little shaky, little,
1: I don't know. Um, I think... Ultimately, though, the 49ers just have
0: too much talent, and I feel like this might be the game that kind of wakes them up and has them start clicking going into the Super Bowl. Mm. Um, The spread is seven points. I feel like that's a a good spread. That's where I think it's going to be a seven-point victory. Uh, um, it's hard for me to lean one way or the other. Um, I think that's exactly where it's going to be at. Seven point game. And uh, yeah, 49ers and Ravens. We're all just waiting for it.
2: Yeah, we'll see. I'm uh, riding the Detroit Lions, but on the Harbaugh thing, up over there real quick. Um, I don't think there's any surprise here. I think this was obviously the front runner. For a lot of people, I think for a lot of people that are in the job, the coaching cycle right now, this is kind of the number one. I mean, you've you already have the quarterback, Keenan Allen is a great wide receiver, and you've got Austin Eckler on top of a Bosa brother in the defense, so you've got some good, solid, foundational pieces that are already in their prime or you know going into their prime. Um, so I don't think this is a shock. I am more shocked. I, I, I like this hire. I think this is good. I'm glad he's leaving college because he's leaving at the the height of what Michigan could be. And I think that's great. That's a good business move is, is, is what I would say. Good business move on his part. Um, go into the NFL, uh, reenter the NFL, I should say. We'll see if, if this time it's as you know, successful as last with the 49ers. Um, I think what's more interesting about this hire is the lack of interest in Bill Belichick. That's, that's what's been interesting to me the past couple of days as I watch some of these interviews that come out in second interviews and a lot of these teams doing, you know, 15 plus interviews, you know, as far as like how many coaches they're interviewing. Um, but the bill Belichick thing, I believe he's only met with the Falcons and that one is more what I'm intrigued about the Harbaugh, you know, when the, when he's, when he started hinting at, and then we got reports, he was interviewing with the chargers or interviewing interviewing with NFL teams it kind of seemed like he had the, you know, the cream of the crop, the pick of his choice, whatever, whatever he wanted. So the Chargers is uh, not shockingly the best, the best choice out of the bunch. So uh, 100%. I don't know you're a
0: 100%. Um, I mean, yeah, Falcons job. Eh. I think if they had the quarterback, maybe it's a little like just as intriguing because they have yeah. everything else mm-hmm. except the quarterback. Um.
2: The only thing that's a negative about the Chargers job is that you're in the same division as Patrick Mahomes. That's the only negative. Like if you can handle that, which I mean, he would just came from Michigan with big bad Ohio state the past several years. I mean, this is kind of like, nah, it's fine. You know, Patrick Mahomes, he's going to learn today. He's going to learn today.
0: <laughs> the thing I'm interested in is that, you know, I know over the years, ever since, uh, Jim Harbaugh has been at Michigan, him and John, Collab a lot, you know, even freaking coordinators, they, you know, send coordinators to each other and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that shit's going to have to stop. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I wonder how that's going to go. Um, even though they're not really, I mean, they're in the same conference, but they're not going to be in the same division um, or anything. So uh, that's going to be intriguing. That's intriguing to me. On how that's gonna go,
2: um, I mean they they did coach against each other in the Super Bowl, so it's, they did, they yes, did. It's not news.
1: I I'm know, sure, but going to work out fine.
2: We'll see.
0: so. I, I I just can't wait. I mean, I've been. I feel like we all, as football fans, have been wanting to see Chargers be like great
2: because yes. they really should the be. Justin Herbert.
0: I mean, just in general, they should be. They're they're yeah. a fun team. They're, I mean, they're just a fun team. They got fun players. They got fun colors. They got they got the colors. They got the logo. They got the stadium. The city. They yeah. have everything except a I don't coach. know winning. Yeah. <laughs> so
2: well, I'm excited. Except grit. Except grit. They got to bite off some kneecaps. Um. I just want to mention two more separate sport things. So the Doc Rivers hire, I thought this would be funny to bring up just because I know you, you've you got a thing with Doc Rivers. So they get rid of but Milwaukee Bucks fire Adrian Giff- Griffin after going 30 and 13. Um, I know Giannis had been arguing. I'd watched a couple of Bucks games actually this year. Look at me. Um, watched Giannis argue with Adrian Griffin a few times on you know, the sideline or whatever the bench. Um, so this is... I would say a surprise based on his production, 30 and 13, that's pretty good. And it was also a surprise to bring in Doc Rivers, who, you know, has had talented groups in the past, Philadelphia Clippers, and not been able to get over the hump. Speaking of, you know, getting over the hump like Josh Allen. So hire this hire is really interesting. I also heard, you know, this morning after hearing this news that apparently Adrian Griffin had been receiving tips from doc rivers on like how to coach them like doc rivers was essentially a consultant to the milwaukee bucks so kind of an interesting like let's move the coach out bring in the consultant to replace like it's kind of a weird but you know as i was talking with somebody else about this and i like this person's perspective on it you know it is a meritocracy if you do a better job than the person that's coaching or the person that's in that role like meritocracy you should have that role so Mm -hmm. maybe that was the case I don't know. We'll see what happens with Milwaukee. What do you think? Doc Rivers. I know you love them.
0: I think they'll they'll choke. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna I'm gonna laugh. I mean, I don't have any ill will towards Doc Rivers or anything, but it's just hilarious to see. I, I you know, you see players, you got players like James Harden and whatnot. And that makes sense, you know. Some people just can't they don't got the ice in their veins. They can't handle the pressure like that. Oh. I've never really seen a coach, because you're, you're you're coaching. Like you're you're like you're supposed to. You're more of the the intellect. You're yeah. more of the
2: the facilitator. I, I,
0: I don't know. You're 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 observing. You're able to. You're kind of like an outside outsider being able to observe the game and then see like, okay, this is what we need to do. This is what's going wrong. Somehow he still ends up just blowing three, one
1: leads
2: and stuff. I don't somehow like, I just, anyway, it's intriguing. I know, I, I know you wanted to get that in just a little bit, of, a little bit of extra hater aid. uh last little bit, just for me. I mean, you got to mention it as a golf fan, Nick Dunlap, you know, first, amateur to win a pga tour event since 1991 last person to do that was phil mickelson pretty insane also insane and if you were interested in this topic uh he's not getting paid anything so they move everything down so second place guy gets the 1.5 million winnings and the amateur who actually won he's 20 years old he's a sophomore at alabama he goes back to school he's got class on monday so he wins the tournament on on sunday which again hasn't happened since 1991 so phil mickelson doesn't get paid. Kind of a weird thing with all of NIL going on right now. Uh that, How come he can't get paid? He's an amateur. So exactly. he just beat
0: all the pros. Wait, like, exactly. you can't just
2: Nope. Doesn't work that way. It's it is like it is like old school NCAA, where if you're an amateur, you you don't get paid, like no matter what. That's just yeah. So it's old school and it's golf. Like it'll take a while for them to come around. But this was kind of an eye-opening thing. It doesn't happen ever. It's only happened, I think this is like the fifth time. Since like 1890, whenever golf, you know, the PGA started, so it doesn't happen very often. They play a lot of tournaments a year, but in the event, you know, now that it has happened, it's kind of like, ah, maybe they, maybe they should pay the amateur. You know, I don't know. I, don't I just don't. I, I
0: don't understand why just because he has the label amateur. Yeah, it's because I think he's an amateur because he has yet to get paid, but he won this tournament, so he should get paid and get that amateur removed from, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. uh, you know, it, 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 he went to the pros and beat everybody. Like
2: there's a couple <laughs> different opinions on it. One of them, one of the guys, uh, Randall Shambly, who's like a commentator. He also hates live golf, uh, said, um, uh, you should just declare, just leave school. And I mean, clearly you're good enough. So just go play, just declare that you're a pro because you can do that and just go back to school school will be there the other side of the coin is that uh because he won the tournament he also gets a two-year exemption to the masters the pga championship and two other tournaments i think one of them is the century and then another one but the masters and the pga championship i think it's also u.s open so he gets a two-year exemption which means no matter what he does he can still go tee it up at those for the next two years uh which is pretty neat i mean i'd rather have
0: 1.5 million dollars
2: that's I mean very true, yes. But also, I mean, as it the masters, Augusta, dude, Augusta is is different, bro. It's it's like there'd be a lot of money I would give up to go play Augusta one time. That's for sure. For four hours of entertainment out there, that's I would take my sweet time one hundred percent. But the
0: thing is he's gonna get there eventually, obviously. Clearly, give me my one point five million.
2: Clearly, <laughs> like this is this is more for the people that would never have the opportunity again. But clearly this guy being 20 years old. And beating everybody in the field, like he he teed up with Justin Thomas. Justin Thomas is like a vet at this point. He's he's a stud. Won several tournaments, several majors. He's he's one of these guys. So, yeah, he's a. Uh, it's clearly he can play. So he should just leave school and declare for the draft. But yeah, kind of a neat thing. I just wanted to mention he was the first amateur since 1991, which was Phil Mickelson. Ironically enough, uh, not a not a PGA tour is not a fan of him right now. Um,
0: now I would understand if the NCAA was still like the NCAA of old, but
2: you know, with NIL, it's kind of like exactly pay the man. Give yeah. the man its money. Exactly. Yeah, so it's uh, moves down one. So the second place got 1.512. So 512,000 and 300 FedEx cup points, which matters. Um anyway, two fans, that's uh that's everything I got, bro. We went through we went through quite a bit here. I'm excited for conference championship weekend.
0: Me it's too. Good Getting close to the Super Bowl, bud.
2: Very close, very close. All right, two fans, you know where to find us at Slice Devils Pod, Podcast. Recording every Wednesday, posting every Thursday, and uh, we will see you next time.